Well, hello. Well, hello. Welcome back to... Yeah, welcome back. It's been a bit of a hiatus. Up Your Class. What's the show called? Hang on, we've got to do it together. Yeah, Up, up Your, your class. class. Did you get a bit of bit of backlash, a bit of hoo-ha I did about leave. the break? Oh, about the break. You know, we Not have about a little any bit content. Of, oh, no, content. <laughs> we don't have any content. But the <laughs> reason we've been away for so long... Well, firstly, my shit show at home, and then Dave had a shit show at home. Yeah, I got shingles. Which yeah, is, that's terrible. I've had shingles. It was gross. I, I, I was aiming for leprosy or gout, but that's all they had in the yoldy <laughs> medicine cabinet. Oh, look, gout will come to you. I've got gout. I reckon. Yeah, he gout. has got gout. Oh wow! Yeah, which well, I didn't believe because you're a tall, svelte man, and I associate it with an older, rotund. Yeah, I always associate it with alcohol, but I don't drink. You're alcohol. not really a drinker. No. You know what? You forgot your prime opportunity that you texted to me, and I was leaving the line for you. What? All the shingle ladies. Oh. <laughs> All the shingle ladies. I said all the shingle fellas, actually. All the shingle fellas. All the shingle ladies. Put your hands on. How's the shingles? No, it's all right. It's fine. It's it's gone down a lot. Did you actually get the pox? Yeah. Yeah, I got sores. How many? Did they form a ring around your body? Because that's when it becomes dangerous, apparently. Didn't form a ring. (laughs) If you like it, put a ring on it. (laughs) If you like it. (laughs) (laughs) You've got pictures that you were going to text me and then decide Yeah, then Kieran, no, my partner said don't send them to you. Don't do that. Oh, we could have put them in show notes. Can I put... Disgusting. Show notes. Can I put a little test in, actually? Does sure. Karen listen? No. No, okay. Does anybody? I think... <laughs> I don't know. But I was thinking the other day, Karen strikes me as a sensible woman. My partner, that and is. And I just wonder every now and then if we should just put a little bit of homework question to Karen. Oh, no, 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 sorry. The homework question to Karen. What the I was hell ch- are you doing? Showing you a photo. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. Well, no you, one you needs not, to see that. You don't need to see that, do you? Actually, do you know what? It just looks like eggs. Yeah, it looks like yeah, uh, it's fine. a rash. I like that you don't wax. He's got a hairy chest. I, I know. Who waxes? <laughs> who waxes what, their chest? What, what man would wax? People like, gay do. men wax. Yeah, maybe you're... people who, you know, get their shirt off. I but... don't think it's gay men anymore. It's young I think men. It, all young guys. You go Under to a footy food. club. Yeah, they can't stand hair of any kind. You go to a footy club and it's like, who, which of you guys are fully waxed? And nearly all of them put their hands up. Did you? Do you remember on Big Brother, there was a guy, you probably don't, there was a guy. What would Uncle Kev think of male Big body brother. waxing? Oh, no, he would not be no. into that. But this guy literally said there was a girl in there that he, you know, they shower together and he's like, She's got pubes. I would never have sex with her. Yeah, yeah, I know. And oh, I remember thinking to myself, are you like. I mean, this is an old example, but what, El McPherson standing in front of you. With pubic hair. With a bit of old school muff. And bush. you're going to go, no thanks. Bush. <laughs> I, I, I love bush. I, bush. I don't know what's wrong with people. Not bush city limits. <laughs> Man, I love SBS. <laughs> <laughs> and um, N- Nelly, you, you've had a big... <laughs> I get that. SBS on a Friday night. I don't, but it's funny. (laughs) Well, SBS is famous for European women. Friday night. Yeah. Used to be. I think pubes are hot. Yeah. You think pubes are hot? I'm not Uh, going that far. I'm just saying I wouldn't knock someone back on the basis. I think the the, uh, absence of pubic hair is kind of off. It's a bit weird. And it's also, there's a reason they're there. Yes, yeah, it, there is a reason they're there. It's for health. But not just health. No one needs to see all that detail. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's true. My view. It's, um, yeah, cover. If you're listening, Harley <laughs> Brain. Now, now, now um, track, you've, had a big, you've had a big couple of weeks. You, you retired from stand-up. Oh, you're going to raise that. Well, I, I thought, we, well, what yes. else do you want to raise? Until the yeah. comeback tour. <laughs> Until, Until yeah, like the John Farnham. Farnham. <laughs> 
Do you know how many people have asked me that? Yeah, I did. I mean, I've got, as we've discussed before, I have some quote-unquote caring responsibilities mm. that have intensified. And I just felt there's just too many balls in the air. You know what it's like when yeah. you're self-employed yeah. and you, you really wear different hats like all the time and yeah. from not just day to day, minute to minute or hour to hour. Mm. And I think of all the different roles that I do, stand-up is the one that taxes me most. And you don't do that many traditional stand-up gigs anyway, do you? You no. do more I'm seeing. I do more of that. And let's be honest, it pays more. Yeah. Um, and I can't work as much as I was. Mm. So I need to rationalise But I think it's an emotional, intellectual part of it Of stand-up I think people don't realise You're looking for jokes all the time Yeah, it's exhausting And so you just you Like your brain doesn't turn off So I felt like I needed to draw a line under it And go yeah. You don't need to do that now So you don't just write a show And that's the show you deliver every Well, some people do Yeah, like yeah Jerry Seinfeld talked about Just writing his 30 minutes And sticking to it And just doing you're, it You're improvising every time you're on stage uh, sure, whatever you want to reckon. <laughs> no, no, I don't think no, I have my set very jokes. few people d- completely improvise. Yeah. But also, I would never just want to do exactly the same thing over and over again. And you have to be able to respond. Like if something happens. Something happens, happens yeah. yeah. Something you know, off, Karen off Phelps. Yeah. You need to be able to have a Phelps joke up your But you have a core or, of kind of, you know. Yeah. You have a core of material, yeah. definitely. And depending yeah. on the audience, I change it up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you have a working class core and yeah, more blokey, uh, more slightly sporty, intellectual, more. sporty. Uh, if it's all women, it's a different vibe. If it's old people, I did two gigs on Saturday night. They're both, it was a church refractory, I don't know what you call it. What but church group is inviting you to perform well, for them? It was via Monica Dullard and her uncle is involved in a Catholic church in Paran. They do a lot of refugee crisis. They've got a... You know, they've got a boarding house next to their church. So, it's one of those old school lefty okay. kind of... So, yeah. they're like lefty Actually Catholics. community churches. Yeah, an actual community church. And so, they... Yeah. they, 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 they Did they, you do any Royal Commission gear? No, I didn't. More importantly, what's going on with the sitcom pilot? Oh. No, no, no I, my sitcom didn't make it. Which really. is a travesty. That's, that's a sham. It's a, it's a, it's a, but and no I worry. don't mind saying, fuck you, Channel 10. Oh, yeah. I don't mind saying it. You might not want to say it. But no, I can't no, say it. I watched, I watched a lot of them. No, it was yours brilliant. was definitely the best. Oh, and Kyle. His is up. Sandland's show got picked I up. I didn't mind that. It was a train wreck. <laughs> well, look, it doesn't matter. My show, Dave, might find a life somewhere else. Yeah, my. Like, well, yours definitely will. Like on my TV Cable. every night. Yours yeah. will. <laughs> People want to come and, and watch mine. it, and yours. <laughs> and Shane's. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, there's a lot of and our listeners platforms out. No, there. of course you've got to. We were talking about that sea change. You know the sea change story. So that when that was first written, oh, I love the sea change. We all are mad for it. <laughs> I love sea change. Kevin, Kevin Trev. Over and over and over and over again. And literally the woman who wrote it would just put it in her bottom drawer. Yeah. And the same time every year, resend it. She's like. The staff turnover. Yeah. So, have you written further episodes? Though? I've written other episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready to roll. So, some network needs to. For the executives listening, get on. Dave's ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> get on it because it I'll, won't be hanging around forever. I think I, think I should play your sister. Yeah, you can. If I haven't got a sister in it, but if if you want to, yeah, we, we can write I that think in. Passes siblings. <laughs> we what could. About we, law? we can write that in. We need sister an angle. We, we need an angle for you. So what, we need a good character like yeah, angry. Do you know what I could be like? You could Janice be the pre- of Sopranos. Prime the, the, not Prime Minister. The, 
<laughs> the principal of the kids' school. Yeah. But see, this is the role you've, you've both painted me in. <laughs> no. You've painted me in the bloody school mom role. I didn't no, say I that. I want to be the hot auntie. Right, That's what I want to be. Hot school principal. Who's like rooting everyone He's at really school. really bad at her job. And <laughs> yes, you could be that. That's, I like that. I like that idea. It's good to... Pick a tr- non-traditional role. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I've just written myself We'll, we'll work on that. We can work on that. No, and what that's about you, Shane? What's your update? Yeah. On your life. Um, you yes, know every swimmingly. episode you say that. You literally go, what? Like, yeah, I know, but, but I don't, my life doesn't vary much. It really does. You've been working. Yeah, that's what I always say. A lot. Say. Have you, because we did talk about dialing down the Trump yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. That's, but it's so close to midterms. I am yeah. losing interest, though. No, you're not. I've been following you on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just getting out of the last remnants of You've been anger. tweeting like a mofo is what's been happening. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that You've far. engaged in debate. Oh, really? Yeah, that's good, though, yeah. No, not this for you. It's the end of democracy. Don't, yeah. don't you think we it should It is the end of democracy, and struggle? you're not going to save it. <laughs> Has anything good happened in the last Anything's few weeks? Not to me, no. I made you a bolognese. Oh, oh nice. Yes, that was mm. good. What's your secret ingredient? Um, do you have butter. S- mince. Mince is good. Yeah, I made bolognese. <laughs> but do you put bacon in it, for example? No. no, I used to, but I decided I was getting too ridiculous. Yeah, right. Like, so keep it plain. With it. You do don't you know, use pork and veal either. I don't. Right? I just use beef. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, no, but like Shane's a pork and veal. Well, that's tradition. If you go to an Italian restaurant, yeah. that's what you'll be eating. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm all about tradition. Yeah, we're yeah. all about tradition. You'd eat anything. <laughs> I would, yeah. One of our fabulous listeners mm. contacted us oh, yeah, to Dr. say that she would indeed donate money so we could get Shane at a five-star hotel for the night for Christmas. She wow. Did. How cute is that? Jeez. Like, no one a, else will do it, but bless One you. person. Yeah. Well, we've got a guest coming on in a minute. He hasn't turned up yet, but he will soon, so oh, keep listening. Time. We'll take a coffee break. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a break now. His name's Dennis Glover. He's an academic. Are we going to hear from our um, sponsor during the break? Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will take sponsors. Don't oh, yeah. think we're above sponsorship, oh, no. just in case you misread us. So, Dennis Glover, he's an academic. He was a speechwriter for RAD, I think, or Lath. Mm-hmm. He Speechwriter for those, but he he grew up in Dufton. He talks good. Did he write the apology? I don't no. know. I was asking about that. Oh, no. uh, I don't no. know. I, I, I can't remember who he's worked for. Some poly- Hang on, Beasley. He worked mm. for Beasley a lot. I know that much. Anyway, but he's had an amazing life, and he's a working class boy from so, Dufton, no less. From Dufton, makes yeah. it here. And <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, you are listening to Up Your Class. We'll be back. Hi there, I'm Carl Quinn. Hi, I'm Andrew Young. We are The Clappers, your source for all kinds of source when it comes to cultural entertainment in the podcasting style. That's us, we're The Clappers. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, and you know where that is. Our guest has arrived. Oh, how exciting. Welcome, Dennis. Dennis Glover, who is an academic, a speechwriter, and an author. He's published several books, and they are called... Hello, Dennis. Hello. <laughs> What's they're your, not called Hello Dennis. Called. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're, Hello Dennis. Uh, well, my two most recent books are mm-hmm. An Economy is Not a Society. That's fantastic. About the, team, about the town where I grew up, Doveton, yep. and about changes in what's happening to the working class. I've read that. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Last Man in Europe, which is a fictionalised account of George Orwell's struggle to write 1984. Oh, Fantastic. And how many books have you written? Four. Four. All right. So... We'll get back to that, yep. but the first thing we do with every sure. single guest, so you may not know this, I don't know how much of a podcaster you are, 
But the point of our podcast is that we only have working class voices on the podcast or working class background. or what. So we have a test yeah. so we have to okay. see if you're right. allowed class chops right. or not pick class. So okay. Shane runs the All test. Right. Sure. So the first question is, do you know how to put a trifecta on? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I don't. That's because my working class uncle yeah. became... A gambling addict and gambled right. his whole family and his house away. Yeah. And his marriage busted up and he became an alcoholic. So yeah. I don't gamble. That's yeah. the downside. But you've got a gambling addict in the family. So I'm calling that a yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So that's it. That's, we only need to get to five. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one. Uh, have you or a close family member ever kept birds in the house? Yes. I had a cockatiel. Of course you I've did. I've seen it. Yep. I've seen yep. your bird in yep. the house. Did it sit on your shoulder? Yeah, and it was called Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> For any particular reason. Isn't it ironic? Yeah, yeah exactly. Isn't it ironic? Fantastic. <laughs> uh, were you the first person in your family to go to uni? Yes. Absolutely. And last. Short and, and sweet. Last. And last. Yeah, across the next generation as well. All my nieces and nephews, none of them. Really? Have gone past the fourth or fifth form and they've gone in become low-level tradies or, you know, shop workers. So you were the first. So your parents, did they finish school? No, they they left school at 14 and yep. worked in the Belfast linen mills, yep. which Frederick Engels writes about in yes. The Condition of the Working Class in Britain. So, um, yeah. yeah. First and last. Wow. Because wow. you it, often, most of our guests and us three as well have mm. been the first... At yeah. uni, but usually yeah. there's been others that have followed. Yeah, like brothers or sisters. You know, yeah. nieces and nephews, etc. No, not even close. That's My incredible. Sisters wow. left school, one of them left school at 14, mm. before the leaving age, and got pregnant and got married at 17. Oh, it was a Billy Bragg song. Yeah. and <laughs> uh, Married before she could vote. Yeah. Do you ever cop flack from your siblings for being the one that goes to uni, went to uni? Like you're With your some book learning? Kind of, uh, you no, I think they're... Um, they're sort of in awe of me in some way. I mean, they're not in awe of me for any other reason, but for for that reason, they're, they're quite they're quite proud of me. I think mm. they they like the idea of their brother writing books. Uh, it's, it's, I, I know mm. a little bit about you because I know I know Dennis because mm. um, he's married to a girl I sort of grew up with. We used to hang around with when we were in bands and stuff. Fiona, mm. your wife Fiona, yeah, and Dave's I, brother. Dave's. Well, I wasn't going to say this, but go mm. on. Dave's um, identical twin brother went out with her. With, with your wife, yeah. yeah. Fortunately, though, he doesn't look a lot like Dave. And so you're not He's having any... He's nowhere near as You're not PTSD or anything. Yeah, yeah my yeah. brother's still skinny. And, uh, yeah. But um, and I know that you went. You got a scholarship, though, didn't you, to a private school? Yeah. You, tell us yep. about that. You got a cricket scholarship. Yeah, that's right. When I was um, halfway through the fifth form, mm. I was playing cricket one day. Year 10? Uh, no. This is year 11. And what year school 11, was this? Yeah. You're, this is Doveton High School. Right. And um, I made some runs that day and someone came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, I'm a talent spotter for mm. Mentone Grammar School. Wow. Would you like a cricket scholarship? So I went to Mentone Grammar and guess who the cricket scholar from Mentone Grammar was after me? You'll never guess. Merv Hughes. That's no, someone really famous. The most famous <laughs> the cricketer. The greatest cricketer of the 20th century. I think of the most I famous. Like Apart from Bradman. Who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yep. Shane Warne. No. No yeah. He I was, was the cricket joking. scholar at Mentone Grammar after me. But unfortunately, Why? that's where the similarity ends. Oh I never got Lord. any better. Whenever I'm overseas and I say my name's Shane Pips, I do you know Shane? Do you know Shane? <laughs> like, like the warning thing out together. So, so, so yeah. what was it? I mean, we're in the middle of a quiz, but we can ask you, yeah. what was it like going from Doveton High to Mentone Grammar for like a year and a half? 
Well, and also I want to know, before that, had you shown outstanding academic ability or did that come later? Well, look, look, it's not a place to to be for false modesty, but I was always Mm. good at school. I always read a lot, mainly because I was a little kid, Yeah, you know, and that's how I got ahead was I did a lot of reading. So you were short, small for your age. Yeah, yeah, you weren't a big macho. No, I wasn't a big macho guy and Dufton Mm. was a pretty tough town. And so, no, you know, so you need, so you know, I was the quite bookish kid, and you were already doing fairly well at that point. Yeah, I was doing ironically got chosen for the cricket. Yeah, that's right. I got chosen for cricket. Um, and uh, look, you asked about what what it was like Mm. going there. I, I can tell you, I remember my first day at the school, I um, I went in and I was introduced to the my. Class, you know, my home class or whatever it was, mm. the five mm. A maintain grammar. Yep, and um, and I said, I shook hands with the teacher and said, "G'day" in some really working class accent, yeah. and they all laughed at me. Oh, yeah, right. And yeah. um, and but you know, it, I wasn't as class conscious back then as I as I am now. There's still no shame though. Yeah, and um, and I remember. Uh, you know, being treated a bit differently because mm. I was working class. I mean, I know I don't want to get too chippy about it, mm. but but there was one incident. For instance, I know that I I, I topped to the school in English and literature, mm. and the the teacher there, um, who was in charge of sixth form, didn't believe that I could do it and and got my essays recalled to have them remarked. <gasps> because, wow. And I, to which my reply was, "Well, do you think that my father, who can hardly read?" at home mm. wrote my essays on Shakespeare yeah <laughs> and there was no Google or the internet yeah. Yeah. and yeah. did you could you afford the uniform and all that stuff like how did because I know that, I've had yeah, friends look, my dad, scholarships my dad was then, a factory worker you know did yeah. a lot of overtime we weren't poor um, yeah, this so, is the thing so you, I could afford it's all relative, it you know? yeah. Yeah. this yeah. is the thing you talk about in, in your mm. the book the one yeah. about Dovedon is that Dovedon wasn't a poor area no. the, the, the working class mm. was doing quite well when they had jobs mm. Back in the yeah, people think um, Doveton and they automatically think, "Oh my God, it must have been yeah. so hard." I think extreme so poverty. I don't really yeah. know Doveton. So yeah. Near Dandenong. Well, yeah. well Doveton was a housing commission town that was set up in the fifties and sixties as a dormitory suburb for all the factories along um, Dandenong Road mm. um, yeah. near Dandenong, mm. General Motors, all these places, and there were thousands and thousands of jobs. And my dad worked as a car assembler in mm. GM. My mum worked in the canteen at Heinz. My sisters worked in Heinz. Mm. During the holidays, I worked in Heinz. Mm. So we had, you know, three or four family yeah, incomes. incomes yeah. And they were, they were unionised jobs too. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, a lot of these jobs now are minimum wage jobs. So mm. if you've got them, you're not doing too well. Yeah, the they were unionised jobs. Mm. And if you had a couple of them in the family, yeah, you you weren't driving Ubers. Did, no. Did yeah. you make any lasting friendships at Mentone Grammar? Um, not really. No, I didn't make any lasting friendships. I hung around with them at university for a little bit mm. afterwards. But no, what I, did but you I'm still friends with all my old working class friends from Dufton. Can we get yeah. back to the quiz? Okay, back to another question. Yeah, How many questions have we done? Sure. Yeah. We've done four, but yeah, I, I, one more. One more. Yeah, I uh, one missed more. the first part of the uh, first mm-hmm. question, which was... Um, do your parents bet on the trots, dogs, pokies, or the stock market? Pokies. Yeah. They do pokies. bet on pokies. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, look, he's in. He's I in. think he's in. Yeah, I he's think in. he's definitely We've in. We've got one more question. Oh, go on. Oh, can I ask one? I'll go this for is it. my favourite one. Do you regularly eat rissoles? <laughs> Last night. Did you really? My wife. Bullshit. My, mind you, they were sort of made from. Um, from the leanest of um, pork, free range, um, and we had lots of these vegetables. But they were so 
that was so exotic I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you. And they, they weren't were. cooked within an inch of their life. You can't church up a risol. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. you cannot tart up a risol. <laughs> I love results. Fanta, you're in. Welcome. <laughs> well, Welcome thanks, to yes. your class. And, 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 and so your journey, though, is really yeah. interesting because you ended up at Oxford or Cambridge? Cambridge, yeah. So w- tell us about that. So what did you do at uni then? Like, Well, I did. I, at U- I went to uni. I, see, I was going to join the Air Force, and mm. then I found out I was colourblind, and so then I was going to join the Army. And, and a then, lot of kids in yeah. working class mm. backgrounds. Yeah. I, I mm. tried to join the Navy. Yeah. And my dad, my dad was yeah. in the Air Force. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. But that, that can yeah. be seen as your way out, both literally Definitely. from your location. Definitely. And also the opportunity to, I don't know, rise, whatever that means. Mm. Fly. A couple of things. First, yeah. to get a university degree and get paid for it. Yes. Which, yeah. you know, which was attractive. Yep. But the other thing was my dad was in the, he's from Northern Ireland, so he was in the British Army. Mm. He was a sergeant major. And okay. the idea of his son becoming an officer was the greatest thing that yep. he could ever hope for. <laughs> in the family. Yeah, so, so I was going to do – I was going to go to Duntroon. I had the interview. I was going to get in. And then I became a Marxist. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> decided I wanted to be a lawyer. So I, I went to Monash and... to study law and history. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Do you still call yourself a Marxist? I did at the cricket the other night. Nice. Surrounded with lots of um, – Dads, you know, who'd been to Geelong Grammar and so of forth, course. and I wasn't very popular. No. <laughs> you, I mean, you, of course, we all notice this, but I'm sure you notice yeah. it, especially in the circles that you're no doubt moving in. To say the word socialism, yeah. certainly Marxism, like, I mean, it's like you've declared allegiance to Hitler. Yeah. You know, like, it's so taboo, but yeah. you would describe yourself... Well, look, intellectually, still a Marxist, not in the Leninist sense, you know, like no, being a communist, not. you know, no. and overthrow society and all that. Yeah. But... Um, I think the analysis, class analysis of the economy and society mm. is is still, I think, a very powerful Redistribution one. Redistribution of and wealth. I, and it's not just people like me. It's, you know, the head of the Bank of England yeah. recently made a speech saying this. So mm. Yeah, right. No, not on my own. Yeah. So then how did you end up at Cambridge? Well, I seem I, to be obsessed by Cambridge. So you do yeah, law yeah. at Monash. You do well, clearly. Oh, well, I didn't. I didn't go on and be a lawyer because I wanted. To, I got too interested in philosophy and history mm. and politics and stuff. So I studied that. All the high earning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my dad wasn't very happy. I bet giving up the law, but um, I, you know, I did well. I got, I got, you know, I topped the year in history and won the prize and all that mm. sort of stuff. And congratulations! Then, um, yeah, and then I applied. <laughs> then I applied. Well, you have to do this to get the scholarship to get into Cambridge. Totally. So, so I got, I got that. I got a scholarship to Cambridge. In between, I worked for three years for the Labor Party as a mm. factional organizer, mm. and then I went. And then um, I got the scholarship, and I went to yeah. yeah. And then I got the scholarship and went went to Cambridge. Yeah. What and did you do, What did you do Cambridge, there? Yeah, Masters or like? I did a PhD, and it was in the um, the the classical origins of the republican theory of the leveller party in the English Revolution. Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I've read that. Yeah. Actually, sorry, we've covered that. Yeah, so yeah, I thought so. On, yeah, it's very popular. That'd be that'd be and excellent. But Cambridge, I mean, mm. assuming. You know, the, we've all talked about the yeah. experience of going to uni and being yeah. a bit alienated, but yeah. Cambridge, I imagine, would be like snobbery on steroids. Yeah, or any was it not? Celebrities, well, current celebrities I, in school. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't find it so much like that. But by that time in my life, I, you know, hanging around in politics and so forth, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd started to hang around middle class people. So I, I wasn't as working class as I was probably when I mm. went to Monash. Um, and everyone from Australia is yeah. working class to them, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we're all colonials. We all yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, it was, it was a beautiful place. You know, I was mm. at King's College with the chapel mm. and we had amazing rooms, you know, the, by the river. 
It was just it was wow. like being, it was like waking up in the morning and being in heaven. It was absolutely yeah. being in a, in a yeah. British English heaven. And it changed. Jermaine Greer there? Any celebrities she was, there? Jermaine Greer was there, and I used to sit opposite her. Really? Um, in the rare books room. Of the and did you know Library. her? No, but I used to nod hello. Yeah. She used to dress like a naughty schoolgirl back then. Yeah, did she? And drive a, a Morgan sports car. Wow. Hey, <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. story. Why don't we hear more about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, can I take you back to yeah. when you tell your mum and dad that you're going to go to uni? Yeah. Were they indifferent, thrilled, concerned? The, you know, it's a bit of... It's, it's a couple of things. The first, sort of thrilled, but... They didn't really understand what yeah. it was. You see, my parents are so uneducated that they didn't understand that getting into Cambridge was actually a big deal. Big deal. And I've got yeah. I've got friends who are you know from very upper class families who got into Princeton and places like this, and their parents are you know like over the moon. Yeah, bought, wow. them, a, bought them a car. Wow, our sons at Princeton. So yeah, they right. never really understood. Yeah, the if you didn't really understand home. Cambridge, you wouldn't. Yeah. And then, so post Cambridge, you came back and you did you work further for the Labor Party, or what happened then? Yeah, I came back um, at the wrong time to get an, an academic job as mm. a historian because there, there were all these cuts going on. So I ended up getting starved. This back is the 90s. In, this is 94. Mm. And I ended up getting starved back into the Labor Party as a, as a political So advisor. you're in the Keating just Labor at, Party? Just at the end of that, yeah. Yep. And, then, um, and then I worked for John Brumby and... Um, and so state, Braxy, Labor, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then I got recruited to work for Kim Beasley in Canberra mm. and I ended up the speechwriter to him and Latham and Crean and I've sort of worked for those leaders of the party like that ever mm. since. And What's Braxy like? Braxy. What was Braxy like? Braxy is a lovely man. Yeah, I Fantastic. imagine he would. He's the only person I can do an impression of. Oh, go really? On. Go on. Yeah, go on. Oh, g'day, Sam. Oh, g'day, Dennis. Oh, good to see you. No, it's really... <laughs> My God, it's like, it's like a bag of words, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going through the speech uh, today. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I put something in about Ballarat. I'm from Ballarat. I, I love, Terry, Terry was saying to the boys the other day. Uh, good. Do you feel yeah, like he's good. in the room? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I Taking think all of us sitting mm. here have... Mm really had the opportunity to go to uni because of Whitlam in yeah. one way or another. Yeah. But the, the Labor Party of the Whitlam years is not the same as the Labor Party of today. No. Or do you, I mean, what, how do you see Labor Party today? I think it's a totally different machine to what it was. What happened? Then. Well, what happened was the 1980s. And I think mm. the party um, decided to go down the route of, um, I don't think neoliberalism is quite the word, mm. but, you know, economic reform. Mm. So and Keating, yeah, Keating, pretty much. You know, are you a Keating fan? No, I'm not a Keating fan. You know, when I went to when I went to Cambridge in 1989, mm. everyone on the left hated Keating. But this, yeah. I, I used to do a yeah. joke about this yeah. that now because he's it's got such a you know beautiful wit. Keating the musical. I think we yeah. we can blame yeah. that. But also really? because yeah. he's mm. so eloquent and funny that yeah. it's sort of we've forgotten that actually we were protesting. But it, yeah, yeah. he's intelligent as well, which is rare yes. in politics these days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we, he did. Yeah. He did uh-huh. usher in some very conservative economic yeah. policies. Never went to uni, but he made a. No. He was good at uh, insulting the opposition. Who we should, who we should <laughs> be? Who we should be targeting is bloody Hawk and Dawkin, Dawson, Dawkin, who brought back. He yeah. brought in Hex. Yeah, mm. who ruined free education, mm. free, free tertiary education. Yeah, I forgot was... to tell you yeah. all, I paid off my hex this week. Wow. Oh, well, well congratulations. Yeah, just yeah. had my tax done. Well, I, I didn't, I, I went, I was older than you, so we didn't have hex. 
So, yeah. Mm. Sorry, yeah, I, got out. I got a totally free education. Yeah, got so, paid, yeah. I got one year free and the rest were... Yeah, we're paying forever. <laughs> so um, modern Labor Party, like mm. if you had a... I mean, obviously we could do a whole podcast on this, but if, yeah. you, if you had your way, what would you change? Um, I would have not had Keating as treasurer. Mm-hmm. I probably would have had... Um, He's so pretty, too conservative yeah. economically for yeah, you. Yeah, too conservative economically for me. And, you know, the basically the closing of the car plants and the, the cutting yeah. of tariffs and so forth in some ways ruined the working class and ruined the base of the Labor Party, which is built mm. on unions. I mean, mm. if, the, if the Labor Party looks at, it looks a pretty lame organisation at the moment, it's because um, it, its base is only some 15% of the workforce, mm. probably less than that. Mm. Back in the old days when there were more than 50% unionisation of, of workers, mm. you know, people like Hawke and others could come through because they were standing on the shoulders of millions yeah. of people. Yeah. And whereas now it's it's not as big an organisation. So your extended family and most of our extended families are still, um, you know, quote-unquote working-class labourers, etc. Yeah. Yeah. How do they feel about Labor Party, modern Labor Party? Well, you know, they're not that politically minded. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they about don't it. They're connected they don't, to it at all. They yeah. don't. Um, even my friends, I went, I was at high school with, who are all now incredibly successful. They never see the world in political philosophical terms. No, but it's interesting because you know, some of your friends did. You talk about it in your book. Yeah. Um, one of them became a state politician. Is that right? Or John Pandasopoulos was a minister oh, in, the, really? in the Brax government. Pa- so Pando was yeah. Doveton, yeah. 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 And do they still view themselves as working class? Your friends, or, or they just don't even think about it. They um, they all live in nice suburbs. They drive really expensive cars. Mm. Some have got Porsches. They work for banks and insurance companies. They're not worried about the power bill. And they go to their kids go to the best private schools. And they they um, think I'm a, I'm crazy for still yeah, holding on to all that crap. Holding yourself and, back. Or something. Yeah, and wanting to care about all the losers from Dovedon. So yeah. they don't mm. do they they don't have a um, you know this is a loaded term but consciousness mm. a class consciousness if I put no. it that way. They're no. kind of like I worked hard. I, I, deserve, I deserve to be the, where I am. Whatever. They look. They they're conscious of having escaped from the working class. Yes. If I can put it that way. Um, we. I always say to them, God, aren't you crazy paying thirty five thousand dollars a year to send your kids to those schools? And for them, it's not. They're proud of that they're doing it. Yeah, for them, it's yeah. an act of liberation. Yeah. They've yeah. made it. Yeah, I always yeah. say bogans love mm. private schools. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that and and it yeah. is a gift to their children that they don't have to yeah. go through what they went through. That kind of vibe. Yeah, but they yeah. don't and care the, so, about so, the... But they, there's a certain amount of scarring there. Like especially some of their wives are all really scarred that. They're very conscious that they were working class and that they're treated differently to a lot of their posh friends. And do they try and hide it, or do they do they marry up? No, they intermarried. They married their girlfriends from high school. Do yeah. they but not, they've all done really well. Do they not look at their children and and kind of wonder who the hell they are? <laughs> Why? Yeah, is there a divide, or they see, but they see themselves as part no. of the middle class? Yeah, as well they, now. They, there's yeah. family in the middle class now. Yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. so they look at you and go like, "Why wouldn't you want all this?" Well, I. You know, I'm I'm middle class too now. Sure. But I'm still politically minded and they mm. that their view is why do you waste your time worrying about all these idiots who don't get out of bed and go and get a job? How's your day to day I mean not not thinking of one of them in particular, but how does that translate into action? So you're still class conscious, you still believe in lifting people up, etc. Yeah. Uh, or equality. Yeah. You know, that old fashioned thing. What how does that affect your life compared to theirs? You driving around in a beamer or No, I don't no, I've got, I've got a Honda. Um I I still work in politics. You know, I write books about Doveton. I'm mm. helping out my old school 
the, the school that's replaced Doveton High School mm. for very in a very very poor mm. cohort of kids go to it. I, I, I do volunteer work for them and so forth. They have a I mean, breakfast I'm, program. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. That, yeah. So I'm still I'm still political mm. in a way that they never were. So Dufton's mm. gone from mm. working class actually to yeah. underclass. Well, at Dufton's where they send the refugees. Yeah. Mm. Right. So you know, in the inner city, all the people want to save the refugees. Mm. And then they send them all out to Dufton. Mm. Yeah. Deal and Dan- and Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that they have a school out there, which is, used to be the school full of the work, the, the sons and daughters of factory workers. It's now full of refugee children. Were they immigrants mm-hmm. back then, though? Or they they were, yeah. Yeah, they were brought over. All, just about everyone on our street was a 10-pound pom. And then there were Greeks and Italians and so yeah. forth. And they all, they all worked in the factories. Mm. And your friends who have now become middle class, they're not nostalgic about those days at all? Not do they nostalgic. read your books? I'm nostalgic. They're not nostalgic. Yeah. No, so no. what are you nostalgic for? Because it's, it, I mean, there's really hard parts to growing up in working class Dubden in the 70s. Yeah, but it's yeah. character building. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I'm nostalgic too, but I'm just interested yeah, in right. what you think well, it's for. You know, this idea that it was that it was hard growing up there, at the time it didn't seem so. Nah. You, know, you didn't we know anything happy. different. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We had a night, you know, compared to uh, my parents who, who lived in some slummy part of Belfast, mm. We had this really nice little three-bedroom house with a garden and a swimming pool and a car and a garage. And a community. Yeah, and we had plenty of money. You were fed. And, yeah. Yeah, and yeah it's similar to me. It's you know, similar to me. We were in a housing went, commission, yeah, but similar. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And it went downhill, though, after that. Once the factory started shutting in the very late 70s, mm. it started to suddenly go downhill very fast. And by, by the time um, of by, – by the end of the 80s, it had more than – 20% unemployment, which it still has today. So what, oh, sorry, David. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, your book is fascinating how you talk about mm. some of the factories now have been turned into warehouses yeah. where, they, where they just get stuff from China or yeah. America yeah. and there's one, one or two guys working in there yeah. where there would have been hundreds of people oh, oh, yeah. just driving forklifts and sending stuff out in post packs or the curious or picking stuff. guys from Anton Grammar have converted them into a lovely <laughs> warehouse. Yeah. 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 Is that yeah. happening as well? And are renting them out for $3,000 a week. No. I don't reckon that's happening. Well, they are building houses where the old factory is. And mm. one of the roofs um, of the old General Motors factory, one of the huge roofs, you know, the, the, there were, in one of them there were 1,500 people working under that roof. And I, I put on a, dust, I put on a um, you know, builder's hard hat and, and fluoro. To, Five years. To, to, to sneak in there to look like I, with a clipboard. With like a like I was doing something. And a photo. And I counted five people working in there. Wow. Yeah, so that's yeah. where all the jobs have gone. What do you think about um, universal basic income as an idea? Um, Sorry, that's a question. I, I have, <laughs> you know, I have... <laughs> in some ways, I congratulate people for the capacity to think big. Yeah. About, about this sort of thing. We have a universal problem of of machinery ste- and artificial intelligence stealing people's jobs. If we so accept that there's yeah. five people in the factory yeah, yeah. where there was a thousand yeah. or whatever, people yeah. need money. Yeah. But so there's a response. So, yeah. so as so, all right. Social democrats around the world are thinking big, which is a yeah. good thing. But but with that, I think is that what we really want for working people? I mean, they mm. they get their pride and do they and want from it? work? Yeah. And now we want it to sit them to to let them sit at home mm. um, with with no work, no status, and there's this thing that exists called um, crack cocaine and mm. ice mm. and alcohol. Yeah, and that's yeah. where what yeah. they'll end up taking Mm. and this is one of i have never and and we've all i've had arguments in forums about this i've never seen a working class person argue for universal basic income 
I'm torn no. about it, but I also yeah. think there yeah. is a there's a dignity, yeah. and I wonder do human beings on some level not need to work 80 hours a week, but need to work to be productive, yeah. to do something. Oh, you've got to have something to do. Yeah. But yeah. It's yeah. n- is it not better than the alternative? <laughs> well, that's that's where I'm torn because of course oh. I don't want people living on 220 bucks a week either, mm. and and demonised by the government. Mm. But um, can I ask you another question yep. about factories in particular? Yep. You know um, Kim Carr's quip about the um, the teal belt, so mostly <laughs> blue with a little bit of green, which I think is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you say to the to the to the green activists who'd say, well, the factories needed to close because of climate change? Well, clearly they've never had to depend on a job in one. And now the factories are, still exist. They're in the hinterlands of China. Mm. And they have less environmental controls. Restrictions, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah. I, th- I just think... I, I mean, I'm assuming we're all believing the climate science, but there's a distinct lack for me in the green movement of um, compassion for, quote-unquote, the worker... Yeah, I just oh, yeah, so yeah. rarely hear anyone talk about what it feels like to live in a town where the yeah it used to be logging. Closes well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, suddenly yeah. no one has got I've, a job. I've, or, I've been in public, you know, through writing books. I've ended up at, at literary festivals and other things, publicly debating some of these people like Flannery and so mm. forth, and they have absolutely no compassion for working the working class. But why? They, are, they, they, or they don't care. Well, because they think the environment's important. They think that the workers are the problem. You know, their greed, their materialism, their their lack of they want care, to, their the desire to eat. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's snobbery, in, and, and a lot of it's just snobbery as well. That these people are uneducated and therefore have l- less to go for them than we have. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 class in that. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. And so, who who were you speechwriting for, Beasley? Uh, I've written for a lot of people, Beasley, Crean, Latham, sorry. Oh, World. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> any, any theories about what happened? He, he was looking good for a while. Yeah. Oh, my God. He has gone off the Richter. What yeah. happened? A man who's trolling Rosie Buddy. Yeah, he I mean, had, he, he, look, he pretty much had a nervous breakdown or so forth, you know, like he, hmm. he, he you know, he had a lot of... Um, and it hasn't stopped? He had a lot of potential and... Um, he's let. I think he's let hatred and negativity sort of rule him. But at the time you were working for him, was he authentic Labor Party, or is he more Mark Latham now? Well, it was authentic. It was authentic, but in in a different sense. I mean, there was a class element to Latham, mm. right? And he was a, the voice of the suburbs. He said the right things all of at that the time. Sort of thing, mm. Yeah. Mm. But there was no political philosophy behind it, so it was all mm. as an insiders outsiders thing. He he wasn't like angry at at people from his background being, you know, repressed because of their class. He just wanted to be in the ruling class, you know. Chippy was a sort of an anger, sort of more more to do with the rum core than having red So marks, rather than you know. um, questioning the system, he's like, why don't I have a seat at the table? Like, keep the table there, but I want to sit at it. Yeah, it was, no, it was, I think it's more than that. I think it was sort of like an anger. He, so anger against the system, but he had nothing to replace it with. He had no social democratic framework yeah, to right. replace it with. So who do you think, if any, are the working class voices in politics now? I don't know if there are that many. I mean, you know, Tanya Plibersek mm. yeah. comes from a working class background. My I doppelganger. Mean, yeah, yes. She looks like her. You oh do, actually. God. I get asked for her autograph frequently. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Yeah, she. I think that. I think that she's. Um, yeah, she's a 
very impressive when you, you meet mm. her one on one and she talks about her background. I don't know if that's just to me because she knows no, my no, background, I, I but, can see that. but um, she, you know, she talks about her working class heritage. And her, with a I've lot of heard pride. her speak about the fact that yeah. her husband had been in prison. Yeah. Yeah, really? In his yeah. younger days and how, yeah. you know, people need to be given a second chance mm. and there's reasons, class reasons Ooh. for prison. Yeah. What do you think of Shorten? Bill. Um, Bill, sorry. You well, would have been at uni with him, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was at uni. Mm. I remember Bill from when we were undergrads together. At mm. Monash. At Monash in the ALP club, yeah. Mm. Bill, back then, always ambitious. You always knew Very he ambitious. was going to try and be... I saw him at a, young, him at a young Labor conference, the one mm. young Labor conference I mm. went to, and I just went, oh, that guy's going to be a politician when he got up and spoke because <laughs> he was so determined. That was the same yeah. young Labor conference where yeah. a busload of Sri Lankan guys turned up to vote for him. Yeah. So it's like brain stacking. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, brain yeah. Stacking. Really? Yeah, yeah, because I remember talking to them. student politics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And young wow. Labor. You bet. So who else? Tanya? Oh, what about, what about um, you know, the New South Wales bloke? Who's the next in line after Shorten? What's his name? Oh, Albanese. Yeah, Albanese. Oh, Albo, of course, yeah. yeah. No, housing Commission boy. Yeah. Um, good on yeah. the decks as well. He's got a good yeah. name too. He's yeah. a good tune. <laughs> yeah. And he does, he DJs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Albo's, Albo's still sort of, I mean, he's, you know, he's pretty well off guy now, but, you know, mm. he's still culturally working class, probably more, more culturally working class than anyone. Well, in the and yeah. it is possible, yeah. don't yeah. you think, I mean, even as a politician, that yeah. sounds like they're subhuman, but it is possible to for someone like Albo or yeah. um, Tanya Plibersek or whoever yeah. to attain wealth and still keep that class consciousness. No, I mean, of you course. can have criticism yeah. of what they do with their money, yeah. but it is possible to still champion the working class. Just most of yeah. them end up not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you work for Gillard, didn't you? Yeah. Do you work for Gillard? Yeah, she's definitely working class. Yeah, yeah. Julia yeah. came from working class background. Her her background is Welsh coal mine villages. Mm. Yeah, Lambie. Mm. Jackie Lambie is, I think, probably of all of them, the one who's not only came from a working class background, but he's still working class yeah. in yeah. the whole parliament. Mm. Back in the old days, that was common. My, my first job I ever got there was working for a guy who was sold tickets at the railway station, Lewis Kent. Right. Oh, really? And um, So he just made his way up through the LP ranks, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, but he, he wasn't middle class at all. And then... But she is... she's Yeah, she's the real deal for the, for the working class. It's just that... Yeah, and, and in some ways she probably reflects working class opinions on a lot of social issues. For good and bad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And do, do you think, is there some way, like how are we going to diversify? Because we talk about diversity yeah. in, in parliament politics, commentariat, but we don't talk about it in terms of class. And I think I mean, it's a bigger discussion, but that's part of the problem with, you know, the Trumpification. Like how are we going to get more working class people in positions of power and authority? It's it's you know it's a hard thing because power these days requires a lot of education and a lot of money, social yeah, money. social capital social mm. capital all that sort Absolutely. of thing. But you know the unions still provide um, an avenue for working people into parliament. And and whilst you know there's a lot of critique, especially in the inner city Labor parties, about the need for for party democracy, greater party democracy against stacking and the unions having too much influence. The fact is, I think. If Labor were to ditch its union connection, it'd end up like the Democratic Party. It'd be run by wealthy lawyers mm. and bankers and so forth who who had a social conscience, but mm. you know, just left. It wouldn't be enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we should wind it up. We should. We should can I ask one more question. Yeah, go on. Eh? Mm. Which is the cause the union movement seems to be having something of a resurgence. I mean, it's a kind of contradictory yeah. time, isn't it? Where 
deregulation, privatisation, casualisation. Mm. But Sally McManus yes. seems to just from somewhere yeah. have put it put it all back on the agenda. Are you hopeful for union the union movement, or am I being too optimistic in things she can turn it around? They've got to punch above their weight because their numbers are down and mm. keep falling. But the, what they've got in their favour at the moment is that um, the whole the whole twenty years. Or, or more since the end of the Thatcher era has come to an end and the workers are getting screwed and everyone's starting to arc up. Mm. So, um, well, even middle class, even mm, white-collar yeah. jobs are now getting screwed, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people, I think, are getting a little bit more bolshy mm-hmm. and willing to consider um, pushing for pay rises and so forth. They don't actually have the legal rights to strike in the way that they had. No. Um, all of that's changed. There's a rally tomorrow, though. Do you know about this? Yes. There's yeah. a rally tomorrow. It might there be too late for this um, podcast, the though. Yeah, yeah, it might not be up by then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But can Sorry. we have you back <laughs> for the next election? Sure. I reckon we could... I think we need to do a... a, a An election a class, special. A class yeah. election special. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And right. just cool. have a chat about <laughs> class and the election. Great. Well, that sounds good. Sounds good. I guess it's been Dr. Dennis Glover. Thanks, and Dennis. Yes, book, thank you so much. The one about Doveton is fantastic. That's the one I've read. It's called The... An economy is not a society. Yeah, right. Correct. And then your fiction book is the George Orwell one. Yeah, The Last Man in Europe. The Last Man and in Europe. And what are your other two books, just out of interest? The Art of Great Speeches. Yes. Which is about my profession of speech writing. And the other one is called Orwell's Australia, which is a book about George Orwell's influence on Australian public intellectuals. Run out, get all four of them, <laughs> pay for them properly. Some might be hard to find. I no, reckon. no, you can get all of those. You can buy books anyway, Booktopia. And also, there's things called libraries still. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Crazy, yeah. you're crazy. Thank you so much. That was absolutely fascinating. Excellent. Yeah, thanks, we appreciate comrades. it. Yeah. Comrades, yeah. <laughs> You've been and listening to Up Your Class. And how, what do we say about uh, there? You've got to like it or something? Yeah, like yeah, it. Give us, a, it. give us a good review on iTunes and uh, subscribe. Well, Shane reads them. No, I haven't read them. I've got to look at them. Yeah. Check him out. Yeah. Uh, Thanks again, Dr. Dennis Glover. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. I'm Molly Hockey. I'm an actor, writer, comedian. I'm 40, I'm single, and I'm trying to get pregnant, so I started Spermcast. I interviewed potential sperm donors, doctors, witches, scientists, surrogates. I did hilariously awkward home inseminations. I got pregnant. I had a miscarriage. I laughed. I cried. A lot. I got sperm from a sperm bank and started fertility treatments. Now here I am in season three. If you're pondering motherhood or in the thick of trying to get there, or if you just like comedy and watching a woman lose her ever-loving mind in real time, subscribe now to Spermcast. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.